This is President Jason Wright, and you're listening to Ramblin' About Washington. What's going on, Washington Football Nation? We didn't get the victory yesterday, but we got to talk about it. So today I got on the show my guy, Big Doug, Douglas McCray from the Big Douglas Show. Welcome to the pod. Rio, thanks for having me, man. First time. I'm excited. Oh, yeah, man. Let's do it, man. Woodbridge, boys. 703, Woodbridge, Virginia. Stand up. Right. Oh, yeah. So where'd you We're watch the building. game? Where'd you watch the game yesterday? Uh, just at the house. We moved down to North Carolina, Carolina Beach area uh, six years ago. So I like watching the game at the house, if not at the stadium. I don't like people all in my ear. The wife knows the game pretty well, so we just sit together and watch it. Well, that's what's up, man. I was there at the game yesterday. I promise you, it was too damn hot yesterday, man. <laughs> like, I thought in the second quarter, I thought I was going to have a damn heat stroke, and there was not enough good football being played at the time to be sitting there in that damn heat. But what were your overall takeaways yesterday? And since we've had a night to think about it, how do you feel right now? Uh, uneasy. I feel, I feel uneasy right now. Because uh, I don't know, I don't know what to think. You know, we we thought it was going to be defense. It was not. It's an odd thing, right? It was not defense yesterday. They held what I think is going to be a really good offense to twenty points. Yep. Uh, and again, the, we're in a league now where twenty. You hold the other team to twenty points, you're supposed to win that game. Hell yeah! Every time. So Absolutely. I don't know. I, I'm uneasy about the current situation. Yep. And with the big news. We're, we're like FedEx field, like that shit needs to be demolished today because the karma in that building is fucking terrible. So just to just to start things off, we have a sewage pipe in the stadium that broke, and there are fans getting drenched by water, dirty ass water in their seats, and they eventually had to um, relocate them to the president's suite. And then on top of that. We lost another fucking quarterback to this damn stadium. Ryan Fitzpatrick. And that's not, and that's not a quarterback that gets injured. Hell yeah. This is one of the most durable guys over a career we've seen. He fucking broke his hip. Like, Jesus. Like, are we ever going to catch a fucking break in this stadium? No. And they redid the field. So, technically, it's not the field's fault. Right? I mean, that was a thing forever, <laughs> the shitty-ass field. But, nah, they just replaced all the sod, which was supposed to to be really nice grass. Uh, that's a man that got replaced many times in his career, but not because he got injured. It was crazy. Oh, yeah. And what's even crazier, I just want to point out the fact that fans, we got to work on fan etiquette. I don't care how much you fucking love the backup quarterback. When your starting quarterback is on the ground injured, you do not cheer and start chanting the backup's name. That is fucking ridiculous and that is not something I stand for. I was there and I I heard it firsthand. Like that that's not that's, that's not what we should be doing. Like great fan franchises, you're not gonna see that at a Steelers or Packers game. Be better than that. Like be better than it that. Was disgusting. Hell yeah. I, I had heard about that. And they were fighting in the stands again too. If you want to punch each other, do it out in the parking lot. Yeah, and it was Ooh, our fans man. versus our fans. That shit too. in the stands is ridiculous, you know. 
People bring their kids to that game. They would be punching each other in the face. Punch those guys in the face. Oh yeah, like some people, like they drink too much at game. That's why I stay away from all that shit. Like if I would have been drinking, drinking, drinking inside the game, I don't know, I might have fainted in that heat yesterday. But we lost twenty. That's to another reason I like to watch them at home because I like to put down a couple pops while I'm watching. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah, the vibes from at home were probably better. I probably wish I watched the game from home yesterday because it was a sad-ass long ride in traffic after the game. So we lost 20-16. to 16. We were up in the fourth quarter until the turning point of the game, Antonio Gibson's fumble. Uh, let's start with things we liked from the game. What did you like from what you saw out of our 2016 loss yesterday? William Jackson. I yes. thought it looked really good. Yes. I think I think he looked fantastic. Uh, I don't know. I've gone back and watched that Terry McLaurin catch like seven times now. Ooh. I still have no fucking idea how he comes down with that thing. Nope. I mean, I thought it was a pick. I was yelling at the misses. This fucking guy right here threw an interception. And then Terry's up running around the ball. And I'm like, no, this guy been the fucking catch of the year already. That shit was unbelievable. So uh, I was stunned by this. So those two guys are on my good list. I don't, it was hard to get excited, but Gibson had some nice runs. He did. He looked you know good. He's getting some like, tough I mean, yards. I would have loved to sit here and tell you that how great Gibson was, but Gibby turned the ball over twice, once on the five yard line. So it's hard to put him on the things you like list, mm-hmm. uh, even though without the fumbles, he'd be on there. So I don't know. That That's kind That's kind of. That's kind of where I'm at. I, I thought the offensive line played well, not great. I think they, they run block really well. Mm-hmm. They didn't pass block for shit at all. And maybe that's I'm, it. We are, maybe that's yeah, it. there's not too maybe much that's good. It for the good takeaways. I'll say good takeaways from the game. DeAndre Carter looks like an actual returner. Like he can yes. catch the ball. That's a great point. That's a great. He can, he can catch the ball. He always goes north. <laughs> he never starts dancing. He catches it with yeah. ease. It doesn't look like he's gonna muff it every time he catches it, and he can move. Like he can move. He looks. He looks sharp yes. in that number one too. William Jackson looked exactly as advertised. It wasn't a perfect game. There was a couple plays late that he gave up, but he was very consistent and was easily the best player in our defensive backfield yesterday. The safeties were solid as well. Cameron Kerr. I don't know why he only played thirty-seven snaps. When he was it's in, he looked, he, he looked great. Like, Jack Del Rio, we're going to get to things we don't like in a second. I'm going to come for Jack Del Rio in just a second. But the safeties, the safeties in William Jackson, they were fine yesterday. They were about the only things fine on our defense yesterday. And offensively, Gibson ran the ball hard, like you said. Logan Thomas just looks like a natural tight end. Terry McLaurin wins his route almost every time. I just pray this man can get some consistent quarterback play because, like, why would you want to be here long term when you're playing for four quarterbacks a year? You're winning your routes and doing your job all the time, and the ball can never get to you. And it wasn't, like, a great heroic performance, but we got to talk about the quarterback. Taylor Heineke came in, what was he, 11 for 15, 140-something yards and a touchdown. I would have loved to see him get the ball back with four minutes to go and have a chance to win the game. But, I mean, he's he gave us what we usually see. He was electric. He threw some ducks because that's what he does. He doesn't have a strong arm. He was electric, kept plays going. The play where he shoveled it off to Terry, that was fucking was awesome. Right. 
Like, he's great at improvisation. Like, he's a great improv quarterback, and he brings energy. I don't know how long we're going to be able to protect this guy because a couple times I thought he was going to come up shaking up when he got hit. And behind this line, I'm not sure, but I hope he can I hope he can do something. What do you think of Heineke's performance when he came in? He, well, they call those guys gamers, right? He's a yeah. gamer. Oh, yeah. He gets in there, and, he, and I'll give him this. Uh, I was People thought I was hard on him in the offseason. wasn't hard on him. I just expected that Fitz would win the job and play all year. Uh, but I think he's capable. He's one of those guys that brings some energy and buzz. You can kind of feel it when he ran oh, yeah. on it. Looks like yeah. It looked like the other guys got a bit excited to see him coming out, too, when he got in the huddle. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe that's just because they were re-energized because they knew it was go time after Fitz goes down. Sometimes an injury will do that, but it feels like it's more about Heineke, right? I think guys like him. Um, I thought he did well. Did. I mean, I think that's that's kind of what he does, right? Hops in the game. He's, he's been with Scott Turner for six years now in some shape or fashion. I mean, you ought to know the offense pretty well. Yeah, he so better. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's, uh, he's the captain now, right? As the yeah, line goes. So, I mean, no. that's it. Job. He got he got to pull up on Fitzpatrick in the locker room, just snatch snatch the captain's patch up off him. But that sucks though, man. Fitzpatrick, one quarter and he got no protection, so he didn't really I have a chance. I feel so bad for him because he didn't really have a chance. It's either he was getting fucked up in the back, he was getting fucked up as soon as he dropped back, or the receivers were dropping the ball. Deami Brown, the rookie, so we can we can get to what we don't like now. And number one for me. The rookie class. <laughs> that was not yeah. a good debut showing from our rookie class. Jamin had a bad game. No, BSJ had a bad game. Deami Brown had a terrible game. Cosme didn't have a good – he had like a terrible pass grade through PFF, even though I don't take that as the end-all, be-all. Man, that's what I'm going to start with, with with not liking. Like, Jamin is off well, the field. And Coach said it, right? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Said, he said that the rookies, the, the young guys played young on Sunday. Problem is, when you put all, all of your eggs into the young player basket and the young players play young, it's a problem. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, that, that's, that's what we saw yesterday. Uh, you know, my co host always reminds me we're in year two of a rebuild. Yesterday looked like year two of a rebuild. There's a lot yep. of young guys all over the field. Uh, Diami looked good. The knock on him was that he's a one-trick pony and runs fast down the field. Right. He did that. Oh, yeah, he would have scored sure. a touchdown if the man hadn't grabbed him. That was a touchdown. Uh, so he's got to work on route running. But they hadn't planned on him being a route runner anyway, right? I mean, he was not supposed to get this kind of time. He was supposed to be that, but he looked, he looked like he could do it in camp. But it is a different thing once you get out there with a full starting lineup of players and a good secondary on the other team. But – yeah, man, it looked really bad. How about, that Derwin, how about that Derwin James? That kid is a freak. Freak of nature. They have a really good defense. Freak. Their linebackers are fast. Their secondary. But yeah, okay. And, and the other young guy, I mean, guy is fine. But you know what I was disappointed about? Well, I mean, Cam Sims, where was Cam Sims at? How many snaps did he get? I think he played something crazy, like two snaps yesterday. Like, I mean, I don't get it. Yeah, I, I have no idea. And <laughs> Humph- Humphrey's got all the Humphrey's got all the stats, and he's, you know, to your point, it might not be everything, but it's worth looking at. Horrible PFF grade, horrible. Yeah, he did. I don't even know what the offensive looked like in the first quarter, and I don't know how to be mad at Scott Turner yet because he is yet to to play a quarterback to 
games in a row. Exactly. Like, I mean, I didn't like some. He's very fucking he's predictable. hard on him, and that's fine. But what's he supposed to do when he's got a new quarterback plan he's every got, 15 snaps? He's gotten very predict. Like, I expect us to run on first and second down on every possession. Every and he time. has to cut that shit out. Running on second and long is so stupid because you are automatically – just accepting we're throwing on third down instead of setting yourself up for a third and manageable. You know exactly what we're doing. I had my section laughing because I kept telling you, run up the middle on this play. Second down and 10, run up the middle on this play. Like there was no versatility in the game planning. But my next thing I want to call out for, I'm not even going to give Scott Turner on my what I don't like list. I'm going to give the defensive coordinator though because Jack Del Rio was getting way too fucking cute with his rotations. I don't know if they're out of shape. I don't know if it's a conditioning issue, if dudes are getting benched, but there are way too many premier players on this defense coming out on third downs, on key situations, and in the fourth quarter. Curl playing 37 snaps. Jamin did not touch the field on a third down. I don't know what we were doing with somebody. Chase was out at times. I don't know why. Um, neither of our edge rushers wanted any smoke with Rashawn Slater. He was just bullying the shit out no. of both of them. Like, both of them, just taking their food all day. They had no pass rush plan against him. And I don't know, man. Like, it's it was a very sloppy defensively coached game. All I've heard all season, all offseason is how this is an elite defense. This is an elite defense. That, that D-line faced an O-line with four new people, and they got their – Shit taken all day. Like, what are your thoughts on what you don't like about the game? They got smashed on. It was unfortunate. It was unfortunate. To see. And you point earlier, all offseason, we were told about uh, Collins and Cam Curl. And the whole game yesterday, it was Bobby McCain. And, and that's fine. I was just surprised that we didn't see any of that in preseason and got a ton of it yesterday. And, and again, I, I just don't know how – I don't know how John Boston can be on the field. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just don't. I, I don't know. I mean, you've seen the clip, I'm sure, of the third and 16 of play. Of course. It was nowhere close to where it was supposed to be. I and, have And if no the idea, idea that you have Bostic out there because he's a smart player, and I'm not saying he's not, Captain. he wasn't anywhere close to being in the right position. Yeah. Right? I mean, if that's why he's out there as far as IQ and his acumen for playing football, then he should have known where to be at. And it might have been somewhere close to the sticks, not wide into the into the rain. So I don't know. And your point, Jack Del Rio thought he was the smartest man on the field yesterday. He got his ass kicked. Ron uh, Ron Rivera zero clock management skills, zero none. And you know it's interesting that Kevin Sheen said a long time ago, coaches need to have like a clock management coach that's there all the time. I thought, and I think this is interesting. Here's the why. Coaches don't look at games from beginning to end. They they watch them in cut-ups of plays because all they Mm want to know is, does the play work? Is it effective? How do we fix it so it's effective in no time? They get no feel for rhythm and game flow. He had no idea when to take those timeouts yesterday. It was so frustrating. Oh, yeah. Like, everyone should have. Coaching staff got their asses kicked yesterday. Oh, yeah. You should have some fucker standing next to you with a clipboard and a clock. And just <laughs> as a uh, coach, I think you should take a time out here. Coach, I think you yeah. should do this here. Coach, you should probably go for this fourth and seven because we don't want to put Dustin Hopkins out there to kick a 50-yard field goal. <laughs> you know, like, and then there were the two 
turning points. The two major turning points was one, the Gibson fumble, and two, like you just mentioned, the third and 16. Like, why were we in such a soft-ass cover four on third and 16? Like, I can't even begin to, like the call on the play. I don't understand it. I don't understand it at all. I'm glad I took a night to sleep on this and rewatch the game, like the TV version of it. Because if I would have came on here after I got back home from the stadium yesterday, it would have been a shit show. Like it would have been a shit. I was upset as hell after I left the game yesterday. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally get that. Oh yeah. That fumble was so, you know, the, you know, the really crazy thing Rio is that that game, we say this all the time, even though I hate to say it, that game was winnable. Yeah. As bad as the defense played, <laughs> and that's where we're supposed to hang our hat on, bad as the offense looked. Yeah, and then that Antonio Gibson fumble. Like, we are actually up in the fourth quarter. We're up in the fourth quarter. We come off this amazing interception by William Jackson. Like, I could see it from a mile away. He knew exactly where the ball was going. He made a break on the ball as good as any corner I've seen us field in a long time. And he got the the crowd went crazy. The electricity at FedEx Field, it was outstanding. And then all of a sudden... The whole building, the air just got sucked out of the building, and people were starting to head out the door because Gibson fumbled right on their goal line. So they only had to go like five yards. Literally, as much as that offense walked up and down the field on our defense all day, they only had 13 points up. They only had 13 points up, and they get, we, we gave a gimme touchdown to them. I wanted to ask you that too, since you were there. How was the crowd? Oh, the crowd was good. It was fun. I know the, I will tell you this, the lower bowl was fucking packed. Like there was a lot of people, there wasn't seats available in the lower bowl and there was a good amount of Chargers fan, but we definitely outnumbered them. But for most of the game, we didn't have much to, we have much to cheer about because we we're getting our ass handed to us, or at least it looked that way in the first half because they were walking up and down the field on us and offensively we got nothing going we're just dropping passes getting sacked and then we had the big gibson run that's about it and you know but now the crowd was good the, the electricity was back it was great to be back around all the fans tailgating was fucking awesome and the atmosphere of the game that gibson fumble man it just hurt so much because we were like yeah. we didn't deserve to win that game and we were and we just handed them the game like we didn't oh Makes me so mad. And then Well, that's yeah, I, it. That that's the weird thing. We say this every year, right? But that game was winnable. It was a winnable yeah. game. We were in that thing up until the very end. I would like and, to uh, oh, and, yeah. and who knows what happens if he doesn't fumble because to your point earlier, Heineke was not bad in that game. He was not. He wasn't bad. I thought he, he brought a spark. I mean, frankly, they weren't good when Fitzpatrick was in there either. So I mean Oh yeah. yeah. I mean Fitz, Fitzpatrick didn't even have a fucking fun. chance. Yeah, man. But yeah. Man, I just want to be able to retire the cliches. We beat ourselves. They didn't beat us. I'm sick of those days. And, and, and the other one that you hate saying all the time, which we say all the time, is we need a quarterback. Oh, my God. We fucking need a quarterback. It'd be nice to not say that anymore. And we need to get in a new venue because, I don't know, it's the karma. I don't know. We changed the name, football gods. Leave us alone. Why does a quarterback have to get hurt in this building so much? Like, when was the last time we went a year without an injured quarterback, man? This shit is nuts, I I, I I still had color in my beard. <laughs> but speaking of 
We need a quarterback. That team on the other sideline does not need a quarterback. Justin Herbert is fucking phenomenal. I seen him up close. I seen this guy standing next to Chase. First of all, he's huge. He's huge. His arm is insane. It's out of this world, and he just does things right. We kept them. We managed to somehow keep him out of the end zone most of the day, but he did whatever he wanted with our defense, and he had time to do whatever he wanted to with our defense. And it must be fucking nice for the Chargers that the whole league scouted Justin Herbert wrong, and they've been gifted a franchise quarterback. You know, sometimes with some guys, you say it's still early. He could still bust. I am 100% positive this guy is going to be good for a long time. He does that. He checks out. Uh, we had, um, you know, we had Doug Williams on the show earlier today. I asked him about that. I said, did the defense get outclassed or is that guy, you know, just a monster? And he said, that arm on that guy is sick. And he just put the ball with back shoulder fades. He was throwing the receiver had already turned around and it was ready. Uh, and Doug felt pretty confident that that kid's a monster. And he just did what big boys do in big boy moments. So maybe we'll look back on this thing at the end of the season or halfway through the season and say, listen, 20 points to that offense, we were fucking doing something and just didn't realize it. They're going to be really good. They're going to be really good. Hey, this, this schedule gets really tough, so we cannot, we cannot lose this game on Thursday to the Giants. Not and, I, and I had always said that this Giants game was more important. You know, I mean, the chart. This game, this Chargers game, would have been nice. It's not in the division. It's not even in the conference. So you can kind of say, "All right, whatever." It was not. It was a judging point. But this Giants game is huge because I mean, I'll let you take a look at the next couple games after that. But it's you know, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Buccaneers, the Giant, uh, the uh, Packers, the Saints, the Saints, and the Falcons game aren't gimmies, yeah. Oh yeah, like we need to. We have to win this game. We have to finally fucking beat Daniel Jones. They did not look good at all versus the Broncos yesterday. But one more question before you go: Should we give Cam Newton a call now? (laughs) No, and you know they're not going to. You already (laughs) ranted on this, so I won't take up too much of your time. Because yeah, no, listen, they've had an opportunity twice to get Cam Newton and after bringing Cam Newton. Uh, we talked to Doug about that today, too. Cam's not a backup. He could say whatever he wanted on that little press release that he did there uh, the other day. He's not. And that's why he's probably not going to catch work either, because I don't think you bring Cam in and sit on the bench. And, and I don't know. I don't know. He just know. There's no way that they bring in Cam. They're going to roll with the two that they got, and that's it. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, he is a um... – He's just a big person that, like, he was correct. And, like, I watched the whole sit-down with him and his dad. That was actually well-produced, by the way. That was that was cool. Yeah, I, like, I enjoyed it. But he yeah. said, my aura, like, my personality, everything that comes with being Cam Newton, it is too large to be sitting behind someone. But I don't know. With Heineke and Allen being the only – I think the team is d- the downplaying the severity of Fitzpatrick's injury. The timetable is six to eight weeks. I don't know. I feel like he's out for the season. I feel like he's going to be out for that. He's 39, 38 years old with a hip injury. Yep. I don't see and with a, a position like quarterback where hip movement, like your game is predicated off of hip movement and footwork. I don't see him coming back at this point. So 
we're riding out the rest of the year with two guys that knows the offense, but it's Heineke and Allen. If, he if one of those guys, if one of those guys get hurt, then I can to. see bringing King. I can see it then. Because at that, I mean, at what that else point, you have to. Hell yeah! At that point, you have to. And I'm a knock on wood. Heineke hasn't played like that was the first game yesterday he's ever played without getting hurt. He gets hurt all the time, and with the way that he leaves the pocket sometimes earlier than he needs to, he just anticipates that he wants to run sometime. Like, we have to we have to be wary of it, and we signed Kyle Shermer today to be a practice squad quarterback. We might have to put I like him. He might – he has a little something to him. We might have to add a third quarterback to the active roster because Logan Thomas is going to have to play quarterback if both of our quarterbacks go down in one game. Like, I don't – and it sounds far-fetched for some people when I say that, but we've dealt with that shit before. We've had two quarterbacks go out in one game before. So we might have to keep three quarterbacks going forward. But is there anything else you want to touch on about the game? I think I've got most of my shit up. Oh, I just also wanted to say, Kendall Fuller, you were ass yesterday. Do better than that, bro. <laughs> Do better than that, man. Anything? Him and the linebackers were all, all up with that. Uh, he didn't play well. The linebackers played horribly. I don't know. I, I, time has made me not feel quite as bad about that loss on Monday. Still a game they shouldn't have lost. Definitely. And we still can't cover linebackers. That's how it's been my entire life. We made Jared Cook look like fucking Antonio Gates. But, hey, it is what it is. It's one game. It's, 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 it's Ron's decision. It's, uh, he's, I'm still with him. I personally would have spent the extra first and gotten fields, just for what that's worth. Oh, man. One day we're going to get a fucking quarterback. One fucking day we're going to get a quarterback, man. Also, it did hurt a little bit watching the Rams last night and seeing Matt Stafford just swing it around the field, knowing that we were that close to getting him here, man. And, uh, they, hey, look. Give them credit. They tried. Hey, they did try. I appreciate that. I appreciate us being in on all the veteran quarterbacks. And Mike Silver brought that energy on the show, so I'm going to pray that him and Ron can use their cow bear power to Will Rogers to D.C. next offseason. But go ahead and plug your stuff. Please, plug please, everything. Please. Go ahead and plug your stuff about your show, your social medias, and we can get out of here for today, man. Big Doug Show on Twitter and Instagram, The Big Douglas Show on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts from. Episodes air on Mondays, Wednesday, and Friday. Rio, thanks, buddy. Hey, anytime, buddy. Y'all doing great work over there. Shout out to you and Pooh. But y'all know where to find me, Rambling with Rio Robinson on YouTube, Rambling About Washington on all digital streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple, Google, everything, the whole nine. You can follow me at Rio underscore Robinson 91 or my pod page at Raw Podcast W Rio. Hopefully we have a victory Friday coming after we beat the Giants on Thursday. Cross my fingers because all hell is going to break loose in town if we start fucking 0-2 after all the optimism we had going into the season. Until next time. Hail to the nameless football team. Deuces.